What's the going price for a human cadaver? Has there ever been any physical evidence of an alien encounter? Which rodent is the most likely to be possessed by a demon? What do communism and the Loch Ness Monster have in common? Did the US Army actually build a robotic shark? If you have the questions, we have the answers. Join me, Lens, and me, Chris, as we explore unexplained and unusual cases worldwide on Dystopian Simulation Radio. Listen on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at d.s.radio. What you just heard was a promo from Dystopian Simulation Radio, and I highly suggest this podcast. Not only do they cover the same types of stuff that you hear on my podcast, but they also have way better voices and way cooler accents than I do. Go check them out, download a couple episodes, give it a try. It's one of the few podcasts, especially newer ones, that I've started listening to. So go check out Lens and Chris over on that podcast and enjoy. Alright, this is my second interview with Brian Bowden. For those of you who did not listen to the first one, it's pretty damn good too. This one, we discuss all kinds of stuff. I will say this though, if you were not into the old Art Bell, Coast to Coast AM type shows, then you are probably not going to like this. If that was right up your alley, you were going to enjoy this a lot. We talk about all kinds of shit, like consciousness and vibrations, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Roswell, hallucinogenics and aliens, government cover-ups, secret government laboratories, Akashic Records, and a ton of other stuff. So, if you just want to sit back and chill and listen to us discuss a lot of this, hope you enjoy the show. Sorry this is last minute too, by the way, man, but I was sitting here and I was contemplating, I was like, I need to do an episode. I watched a I don't know, there was something on Amazon that had some shit about Hangar 18, and I'm like, man, this is some fascinating shit. I hope you take this the right way, but I was like, I want to talk to the guy who probably already knows all about this shit. And when... Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of do. I don't, you know, it's funny. It's go back 20 years. It was more important. But in the last 20 years, so much stuff has come out that, believe it or not, it's not as important. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is as it's as important as people make it out to be. Okay. So you know, and this hangar eighteen, they still deny it. You know how they oh, roll yeah. there. Plausible right? deniability, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know that's that's hangar eighteen for you. Well, it's so interesting because I was reading a bunch of articles about there was a dude who came out, and I think it was the fifties who just basically sprang the door open for all this shit. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Why did one guy just decide, I'm just going to tell everybody about this? And then, of course, the TV show Project Blue Book, there was a very, I think there's one episode where they went to Wright-Patterson and actually went to Hangar 18 and shit. And I'm like, all right, so, you know, what else is going on? And then I started getting curious as to why did they move shit or what was the reason that they moved shit from Roswell to Wright-Patterson? Like, why would that even be a thing, you know? Well, that's where, see, here's the the deal. So 
you started with me like, do you know anything about Hangar 18? And I'm like, yeah. You know, it's, you know. <laughs> Pretty like easy do, question, right? It, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of shit in there, you know. I mean, it's Wright Patterson. There is no Hangar 18. There's a building named 18, number 18. But there's no, um, there's no technically yeah. an official Hangar 18. I've heard that they actually have a building 18, but then the shit is in a different building. It's in a couple of different buildings. And it's really funny because they move around that shit left and right. I mean, they move it around all the time. I don't know. So the timeline is 19. uh, What was the date Uh, with Roswell? 19 was 40. What was it? 47, I think it was. Yeah, I want to say so. Yeah. 1947, if I remember correctly, because I moved apart. I apologize, but I've moved very far away from Roswell because it's just it's it's not important, in my opinion. Yeah, Um, it is important because they they have had multiple crashes um, recovered. Well, there's rumors to recovered bodies and there's other other people saying that's been debunked, but they have recovered bodies. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's morticians that were contacted at Roswell. In 47, you know, they're asking, how do you, you know, you have something that's humedically sealed, then how do you perform this? You know, odd questions to be asking in 1947, right? Especially with, you know, small town, man, you know how fast that shit goes through. Oh, of course. So Marcel was the guy that was in charge there. He said it was a UFO. We got an alien craft. A couple of generals and colonels got their ass, in, you know, on the, into the fray, and they changed the story. You know, they changed it big time. So what happened was they took the, the stuff that they found at Roswell and they moved it to, I forgot the name of the base over in um, in Texas. I guess that was it where they're, um, uh, Ramey was the general. Sorry about that. Ramey, he was at Fort Worth Army Airfield. Mm-hmm. And he ordered all the material from Roswell moved to, to that base, to where they were. Uh, so... Marcel gets on a, on a on a B-29 or something, and he flies all that shit over there. And Marcel's pissed at this point because they made him feel like an idiot. He said it was one thing. They covered the story. And if, if you actually see the newspaper articles, you can see that Jesse Marcel Sr. is not a happy camp. Yeah. They really, you know, what what'd you say? UFOs, blah, blah, blah. You know, they gave him the shit, Right. I guess it's it's with everybody way back when the only thing you had that was a guarantee was you and your name. And if you have someone who's a military guy and you're telling the truth, but then they debunk you or they shut you down and now you look like an idiot. Now I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You've been in the service. You must've gotten a ton of shit from you do something stupid or someone does not saying you, but like <laughs> if, you'll never live it down. You know, oh, that's yeah. how you get like really fucked up nicknames, like you know, pork job or whatever. You know, oh, whatever yeah. the stupid shit is. So he's told move this shit over to uh, the Air Force Base over in Texas, and they fly to Texas, and that's where it kind of ends. No one really talks about this, not a soul, until years later, a guy named Stanton Freeman, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He I comes in, name. physicist. And he interviews Marcel, and Marcel comes out and says, no, this is what we had. We had bodies, we had craft, blah, blah, blah. And he tells him everything. And then it gets renewed, that whole thing. Then it gets renewed. And and people start getting interested. And then 
you get on in search of and all these other TV shows and they make oh, yeah. like a Roswell movie or some kind of documentaries and then it blows up bigger. Meanwhile, all the stuff they caught there is being disseminated to a variety of different bases. So it goes from Texas and then initially goes out to Groom Lake, Area 51. Okay. And they start working on it out there. Like me and you were talking earlier, I've always been curious as to why. Oh, by the way, everybody, we're just (laughs) obviously (laughs) to all the listeners. We're back here with Brian Bowden. And uh, we're talking fucking aliens and Area 51 and Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and the Hangar 18, Building 18, all of the deep shit. And we just kind of jumped right into it. So, Brian, welcome back. Before we go any further, welcome (laughs) back, dude. Sorry about Um, that. (laughs) No, you're totally fine. I am fucking more than okay with that, man. My main question was always like, I understand the Roswell thing. I understand Wright-Patterson and the importance of Wright-Patterson when it comes to the right. the whole alien genre. But I was always curious as to why they would move that shit from right. Roswell to Wright-Patterson because it just it didn't make sense to me because Area 51 is so secure. You know, like why would they right. go to the middle of the of Ohio, you know, and move the shit there? <laughs> Uh, well, it's really, it's, it's very interesting. So Wright Patterson at one point was always a big, it was a big base for captured enemy equipment. So you had Japanese stuff there. You had the German stuff there. Uh, you may have Russian stuff, some things there. It's kind of like, if you remember in Indiana Jones, when they like, like, don't worry, lady, we're putting the ark in a secured location. Oh, and then you yeah. see this huge hangar ball. That, <laughs> yeah. Think of that shit when you think of, of Hangar 18. Because there's, there's a huge amount of security there. There's a ton of security there. Um, there's bombers. There's, you know, a lot of electronic surveillance was started there. All these little projects. It's a scientific end of, of things. And it was, it's interesting. Not It wasn't until, like... There was a pilot, and I forgot his name. I know who you're talking was, about because that's who I saw in this documentary. He was telling people that he flew, he just flew like he just flew all the stuff from from Roswell to Wright Patterson, and he also said something to the effect of, "There's little bodies in here. There's a ton of little bodies yeah. that are are in the uh, actual craft." And you know, he was just he was just a plain Jane Jane pirate, you know, like pilot, you know he really didn't do much other than that you know i mean i guess he had security clearance right you have to have a security clearance when you're when you're dealing with stuff like that but it started it started getting out and what started happening was they started to try to actually that was the first base if i'm correct where they started to try to reverse engineer uh equipment that they they've captured throughout military uh uh conflicts on, on the the whatever the theater so like deciphering devices and electronics and jets and whatever they they you know we acquired through conflict and they started doing some reverse engineering on it and then what they realized was even though ohio is it's not a huge state but it does have a lot more population than you would want excuse me yeah to, to have there so they opened i think 
at this point, Area 51, quote unquote, you know, is it was in a great location because it was very secluded. You know, we didn't have the the satellite technology public for anybody. Um, You could secure the area really well. And that started becoming like was Dugway Proving Grounds and stuff. That's where we started taking new technology or new concepts and ideas and tweaking them and fixing them so that they would actually be used. So So let me ask you this. Is the World War II pilot's name Marion Magruder? Yeah. Magruder was the first, but there's another one yeah. that's later on, like like in our okay. time. Don't they? Okay. Magruder was the first. And he just started spilling the beans. He's like, yeah, you know, dude, that's what have, it says. He must be a, this, and then the second, another one was Carr. His last name was Carr, I think. Spencer oh, I Carr. Think was, yeah, Robert was, Spencer Carr. Yeah, that was, uh, that's Robert one of the Carr. other guys. There was an, yeah, there was another pilot that's okay. more mo- modern-esque, I think. Okay. And he was just like, you know, it, you know what happens? So, yeah, these guys have security clearances, but, you know, when you have security clearance and you have someone that has the same security clearance, you kind of can discuss stuff that you shouldn't really be discussing. We'll just yeah. lay it out like that. It happens okay. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know plenty of people in, in, you know, security clearance type of things. And it's it's weird. I went to a party. One of my one of my buddies had, had one or has one or he does some stuff. And everybody that was there was, you know, <laughs> There was in like, I don't know how, how do you get invited to these parties where people are just talking about security clearance top shit? You so, know what so, I mean? So here's what here's what it is. Right, he, I've known him since I'm five. Okay, he's like my best okay. friend. He's a brother in me. So he moved from this basement apartment, which was like literally like they took the old janitor's area, they put a door on it, and said, "Here, we'll rent this to you." You know, like like a, an open <laughs> one open room. And he bought himself a nice, you know, townhouse. You know, it wasn't too big, but typical for him. And he had a housewarming party. So, I, you know, it was before I had kids. So me and the missus go up there. And it's a housewarming party. But everybody he works with, everybody he works with has security clearance. He does, he was doing government work. You know, he worked for a lot of different places that exist and don't exist. <laughs> um, kind of stuff. <laughs> so, so. You know, I didn't have a clearance whatsoever, but I, so I was being introduced. I, you know, there was a guy there who looked like Santa Claus, right? <laughs> and my buddy goes, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm not going to mention names because I can't. Um, he goes, tell him what you do. And this old guy that looks like someone's grandpa goes, I go into companies. I steal information. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no big deal. That's fine. Yeah, no big deal. Pass the punch. You know, it's like, that's what it's like right there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then I meet this other person, and they they work on on digital stuff. Another one is literally goes to embassies and then works out of embassy. I mean, the, the list goes on of the people that were there. Actually, one of I think I told you this one, but I know the guy. If you ever saw the movie Red Hawk, uh, Black Hawk Down, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the opening scene, they arrest this warlord that's smoking a cigar. Yeah, I know the guy that arrests him. I'm friendly with him i can call him right now if i want yeah (laughs) he's you know and he was the guy that arrested him he's he's one of those guys where you know he'll say um uh yeah i gotta go if i can get in contact you i will he disappears and then he comes back a couple months later and he does things you know there are people like that in our our government and god bless them because we you know unfortunately 
there's not a lot of friendly people in this world and we need certain things done. Very true. So that being said, you know, I'm, I'm in this room and what's, it's really interesting. So the way my brain works and what I know knowledge wise and folks, I'm not a know-it-all. Okay. Just want to tell you I'm not an expert. I'm not a know-it-all, but I know how to take information from multiple sources and come to certain conclusions. And this happened recently. Someone he was working with asked for my assessment of the current situation, what's going on pre Russia going into Ukraine and vice versa. And I laid it out. Boom, 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 boom. And he was like, holy crap. (laughs) He goes, we were just discussing this today. He was my buddy's boss, but he's also a friend of his. He goes, I was just discussing the exact same thing today. He goes, damn, you, sh- you need a security clearance. Because <laughs> I've heard that several times from people like, you just got that. How'd you get that? You know, the, the problem with the way the government works, folks, is they think they're being secretive. But they're, if, if you're smart enough to put one and one and one and, one, you know, all these little tidbits together and know how life works, you can kind of deduce what's going on in the world. So that's how I operate. But I always ask the same questions like, you know, what kind of alien stuff do you got? What kind of this? And you get, a, you know, some people like look at you like you're crazy. And others go, we don't have anything. And they have this stupid smile on their face. And you know that they know shit that you don't know. And <laughs> that's frustrating. <laughs> it's super yeah. frustrating, man. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you're like, you guys suck. It's kind of like, you know, uh, it'd be nice to have, like, I don't even know what the top clearance is anymore, but like have that kind of clearance where you can just go and like, oh my God, I knew it. I knew it. You know? Yeah. Oh, I wish. I, yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> I don't have those clearances. So <laughs> we're here right now. But uh, um, I do, you know, it's, it's actually funny because people through friends of friends of friends that I don't even know. They find out that I'm into certain things and I get things sent to me. It just pops up. It's like it's like a zero 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 type of phone number. I'm like, okay, that's usually government related <laughs> or a cover up. You know, I've I've experienced that before with um had an issue with someone threatening me or whatever it was, and I got a I, I contacted a couple of people, but I got a call back from this guy that worked in the second district. He was a fed. And um they don't like when you impersonate feds. So mm-hmm. when he called me back, his number came up as zero, 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 you know, all zeros. So when I see that, I know it's official. Someone's officially co- contacting me. So I get these videos. I sent you a couple of videos for the ride home. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, dude. And I watched them and I was like, what in the fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. And in all honesty, like I have a hard time deciphering between what's real and what's total bullshit. And that's well, like, and I'm not saying what you sent me is bullshit by any means, but I, it's just when people see that online, they're like, oh, it's fucking some movie, movie CGI. or something. Yep. Yeah, CGI now because the technology is so crazy and, you know, that factor. You know what? I, and I agree. Actually, there was one video recently of this. It was a guy driving down a road supposed to be in, in germany some forest road at night and a ufo came up then it hovers over and the dog cries and whatever now here's the problem with it i'm looking at this video i said this looks familiar there was a tidbit of a clip that someone got at night of a ufo craft and then someone a production company that wanted to get the special effects took that clip and then they added a little bit more to it but it was it was seamless 
And so they took a portion of that clip, which is like maybe three, four seconds, and they made it into a longer clip. And they did a great job. Now the key and the get, and we got caught. I got caught on that. I was like, I was giddy like a school kid. Ooh, this is great, you know. But then I started looking and looking and looking because it's kind of hard to vet stuff like this. You can't just call people up and say, is this real or is it fake? Because no one's going to give you an answer. But knowing enough about CGI, I started watching certain elements within the video, like, and that would be trees and roadway. And the roadway repeats itself, but you'd never notice it. So that's a typical CGI. That's how they, they do CGI is they'll give you a certain amount of time on a road and then the road will repeat itself. But it is so seamless that you forget it. But if you if you okay. watch it, you'll see the same puddles come up. So you're seeing a repeat, 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 like he's driving someplace. There's movement, but it's all fake. But there is like about a four-second clip of that that they use that is a real genuine UFO clip that someone took that was an investigator, and I don't remember the name of him. Some guy overseas near Germany, he took the, he took the, the picture. So I understand what you're saying, but the one of, you know, I've sent you some stuff that is extremely old we're talking 19 late 1940s mm-hmm. maybe 1950s and it is part of autopsies and and examinations on on aliens that was gifted to me by thir- third party sources <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my favorites my favorite is cuz it's very rare you catch this well there's one where there, there's some film someone took and it got it got lost the way I was able to find some of this is there are certain boards for the hackers and stuff. They, they hang out in certain areas. And every once in a while, the stuff comes out, which they've collected throughout the years, and they'll repost it. And you get little postings of these things, and you got to be very careful what you're looking at. But that's a video of three little grays, small grays, and a dog. They froze the dog in that video. The gray mm-hmm. does something, and the dog just freezes with its head up. That's why I sent it to you. But one of my favorites out of that, which is real, comes out of South America, is a South American official interacting with a tall gray. And those yeah, tall grays yeah. are, yeah, they're about Is that where that came foot, from? Seven foot. This was another, yeah, someone, someone just sent it to me. It said, uh, enjoy. And... I'll be I honest, the guy the guy talking to the alien fucking looks like you, Brian. And I was just like, no, this motherfucker me. met no. an alien and didn't even tell me about it. No, no, no. Because no, he's got me. that beard that. and he side profile yeah. looks like you, man. <laughs> well well, you know you know yeah, you know what the, the fun part is, so I disseminated a little bit, you know, here and there. Uh, New York State UFO Project is the group that I started and, and you know, director you know, co-founder, go-director. Yeah. So I disseminate, and, and automatically it's like, oh, CGI, CGI. I'm like, no, it's not CGI. What you're looking is, you're looking at someone who is, you know, there are people in this world that actually do have interactions with aliens on a daily basis. There was an agreement between uh, specific races of aliens and our president. It's it's a real legitimate thing. Yeah. We don't have the actual concrete proof. We can't go here, you know. There are people that are, are, are confirming it that are very close to the individuals that we're talking about, including our president, uh, Eisenhower. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was an agreement like you're going to give us some technology and we'll allow you to abduct a, a few people and do, do your thing with them. They're like, OK, cool, whatever. See, the little grays, the, the four footers and, and smaller, 
they're extraterrestrial biological entities. They're clones, basically. Okay. They're slaves. They're built out of, I would say, flesh and blood, but whatever they're made up of. They have abilities that they can do. That they're, it's amazing what these aliens are capable of doing as far as uh, walking through physical matter. They can change the molecular structure of things and, and pull you through as themselves as well. But these these individuals are literally the slaves. They abduct people. They get lunch. I'm not kidding. They you know they drive the crafts. They do all these things. Matter of fact, the reason why crash we have so many crashes is because of those aliens. Because on the IQ scale, they're well under a hundred. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. it's 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 really it's interesting. <laughs> it makes sense though. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. It's kind of like having Rain Man driving the car. Like Ray, just drive the car. Yeah, okay. it's like letting your fucking twelve-year-old take the steering wheel down yeah. the road, and it's like I'm gonna take a nap. You go ahead and fucking drive. Good yeah, luck. Just drive it. Yeah, just drive it. And eventually, <laughs> yeah. what's gonna happen? You're gonna fuck up, right? So that's why we have those crashes. We have in Stevenson, Texas. We have. Them a few in Roswell. I mean, they're all over the world. Matter of fact, the U.S., with the exception of Russia and China at this point, the U.S. has probably the most craft recovered, and they go into other countries and just take them. There is no ands, ifs, or buts yeah. about it. But that, that ambassador, what you saw there, the taller grays, the, the taller ones, you know, like usually six foot and, and taller, and there's another gray that's really, really tall, really big, but the taller grays are, are ambassadors. So they're really they're, they're fairly intelligent, under 200, but they're still quite intelligent. And they're the ones that intermingle with Earthlings. So when you're communicating with them, like this guy was doing, he was communicating and pointing different whatever. He's probably I, I couldn't tell you the context of, of their conversation, but he's he's probably telling what's going to happen and where we are. And, you know, like, hold on, we'll get you what you need or you will, you know, you'll do X, Y, and Z. So I just found that that video fascinating because I've heard about it. I've heard, you know, I've heard different things. I've heard from other people. And now I have a piece of evidence. But unfortunately, like I said, people are going to believe what they want to believe. I'm not here to convince you of anything. I will not convince you. You can you of say it. Yeah, you can say it. I ain't here to convince yeah. you of shit. You I'm know, not, like, because yeah. here's I, the I deal for all the listeners as well. I am going to post these videos on my podcast Instagram as well as the podcast facebook group not the page the facebook group right so if you're not a member please be a member if you want to check them out you can see them on instagram because the one yeah. that, i'll be honest brian not to interrupt you and i'm sorry the no, no, one that got problem. me is the one where they're digging in that fucking alien's mouth like yep. what is going on there yeah well that's what that's what we do and that's probably <sighs> the late 40s I, early it's 50s. understandable well it, it's look, understandable though i mean We've got to understand these. what this is. I mean, it's unfortunately, in order to understand or, or get a concept of what the hell you're dealing with, the reality of it is, you have to know what makes it up and what it does and what it can do. And the problem is we were doing so many different tests on these different aliens that we're, we killed a lot of them. I can under Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. That's part of the reason why you got the guy, uh, what's his name? Whatever his name was, he got so pissed off. Because he knows that they had the bodies, and he knows he had live aliens there, and they, they kept killing him because they're doing all these tests on him, and he just, he had a problem with it, um, mm -hmm. which I would have a problem too. I mean, like, how many aliens do you need to know to finally, if you're a scientist, understand that these are extraterrestrials? This is what they are. This is what they do. Yada yada. You know, especially now in this day and age. 
Back then, yeah, I could say, like, what the hell is this? Let's cut it open. You know, we'll cut it open. We'll find out. And that's what they were doing. That's what you're witnessing. And it's it's very unnerving. It's really unnerving because it, it's it doesn't seem like they have a like um, a care in the world. They're going to do whatever they want to do. And what feelings does that alien have? You know, what what are the sensor sensor like like nerve endings if they do have them? What are they? And what, how much are you, are you inflicting excruciating pain on? Yeah. So I'm I'm a, I have a human side. You know, this is what I'm thinking. But when you're dealing with military and this type of stuff, that crap goes out the door. So that being said, um, I'm just going to throw a sidebar in there. So I, I did a filming for, I met this woman when I was doing a, a close encounter of the fifth kind event up in Pine Bush, New York, which is kind of the UFO hot capital of New, of, of the East Coast. Had a lot of sightings. Whitley Strieber used to have a house up there. That's where communion comes from. And um, I met this woman, Joan, and she did her own documentary because Joan's great-grandmother, was a seamstress and she worked where on the base she had i top secret security clearance at the time when they were building fat boy and little man you know the atomic bombs mm-hmm. yeah. and her job was to sew a covering for fat boy and little man at one point you know joan was going through her great grandmother's stuff you know i guess they were cleaning out the attic or whatever it was and she came across a photograph from 1950 something i don't remember the date and in the photo is a bunch of scientists standing behind a gurney right and i think her mother her grandmother may have been in the photo and on the gurney is at least a seven foot alien that has partial charred remains so i've seen the photo it's actually in the movie i think it's called the children of pine bush star children of pine bush she may put it out as another movie, and I'll let you know which one it is. But you'll see the, the okay. photograph. So she goes and contacts Dr. Stephen Greer. Oh, I hate that name. And uh, <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why do you hate that name? Here, here you go. So there, are, there's people that are, I call it the cult of Greer. They believe everything this man says. And he has this, like, he, he, he you know, donate some money so we can make this movie and we can do this. And yeah, he's making shit. all this money. Yeah. And basically, here's his premise. He's an emergency room doctor, and he got involved in aliens and UFOs, but he just so happens to uh, give briefings to presidents. So he gave a briefing to, like, I think it was uh, the Bushes and Clinton and, you know, all these people. And no one bothered to ask, how does an ordinary doctor give a briefing on aliens and extraterrestrials to a president of the United States? Well, I can yeah. tell you how. He's not a freaking doctor, and he definitely has connections to some three-lettered agency someplace. He's not this innocent guy that you know people are portraying portray to be or pretending to be. You don't wake up one day and say, you know, oh, I'm going to go give a briefing to the president, and then you're giving a briefing to the president. It just doesn't happen. You're nobody. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I'm always a little suspect of that, but he also charges a lot of money for things you shouldn't have to charge for, and he takes mm-hmm. credit for stuff. But that being said, you make your own decisions up about Greer and him crying now. Now it's all about tears and crying and whatever. So Greer takes it, and they, they send up – it's a Kodak piece of paper, and they send it to Kodak Labs, Eastman Kodak, up in New York State, right? And they do tests on it. They want to know if it's real or not. 
it comes back 100% certified as real. They, and, and there's like the way the things are processed, there's certain type of, of geometric shapes that will tell the Kodak what year that the film was made, when it was developed, and all this other stuff. And they and the paper is spot on from 50-something, late 40s, early 50s. I forgot the, the actual date. So it's a genuine photograph. And it's not a photograph within a photograph. And it was her, her this woman's great-grandmother. So they had these aliens and these alien bodies near where we were building atomic bombs, right? And if you know anything about aliens, they're very curious about our technology, especially when we went nuclear. A ton of sightings around the time we were, you know, testing nuclear bombs and seeing if they would work. All right. So let me ask you this, though. Do you think it's more curiosity or more concern? I think it's curiosity more so than concern. I do not believe or subscribe to any type of emotional component to any extraterrestrials. And emotional components are really more human-based, just like time is a human construct. Time does not exist outside of Earth. And with a lot of these entities, it's black and white. There isn't that emotional gray area. Well, why would they be so concerned about our technology when they're supposedly so much more technologically advanced than us? Just to see how we're doing? Because, like, I I honestly, and this is personal opinion on my behalf, and trust me, take it it as a grain of salt because I have not been in this fucking gig as long as you have. But it, it almost makes me feel like they're concerned that we're going to eradicate ourselves at some point in time. Being concerned is not being worry is an emotional component. Concern is this is something we have to look into uh, because there are other factors behind it that we have to watch out for. You got to understand the whole premise behind these aliens and the alien races. And it, and is a huge debate here because there are beings that came to this planet and we may not be the first of our kind. I personally believe there's been several different versions of us or experiments on this planet over time and each time we get to a certain point we do something really fucked up and we destroy ourselves yeah, i could or we get i could totally Seriously. fucking see that i could totally and we're see really that. close to it now right now you know i mean we're yeah, really close to that i agree point right now okay so I then agree. okay so then everybody gets obliterated and dust comes on top of the earth and it buries it and then you know hundred million years later so let's start it new. Now, there's some people that say that that's how, you know, life may be seeded from outside this planet. Alien type of experiment besides God. You know, I'm not going to throw God into the picture right now. But mm-hmm. there are beings that are, there are inner earth beings that have moved within the earth. And there are a variety of different uh, uh, species of aliens that have come to this earth to live uh, because their home planets are destroyed. Um, there are beings that are still coming here to this earth because they have destroyed their their planet or their race is going extinct and they're looking that's primary and they're looking to Uh, yeah that's and i'm sorry to interrupt you again but you keep touching on points that like i personally have listened to with a lot of you know forgive me but i'm a still a diehard coast to coast art bell fan all right and that dude had probably some of the best interviews yep. on all different kinds of things you've ever you know you know who yeah he had a guy on there and he was uh explaining that 
his personal belief system, and I cannot remember the name of this guy because, I mean, it's Art Bell. He's had thousands of people on there. But he was talking about how that's why the abductions happen is because they're trying to take our DNA to use it because their races are going extinct. Yep, that's exactly why they're here. There's a variety of different races that are here. I mean, there are like alien based, like like look like the greys, tall greys. Mm-hmm. There are reptilian based. There are what they call Nordics, which are really mm-hmm. tall, look like Vikings. Um, and they look like us, them. right? Yeah, they look more human esque, bigger eyes. Okay. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, I mean, there's different. There's ones that look like dinosaurs, there's ones that look like lizards, there's ones that look like like a Sasquatchy type of thing. Um, yeah. Bigfoot is not one of them. I'm just going to say it right there. Bigfoot is its own species. Totally different podcast. Um, so so <laughs> why yeah, why they come here and why they've been coming here is they need our DNA. We have the quintessential perfect DNA that is needed to create these and get, get what we need them back on track as far as civilization. And mm-hmm. so they create these hybrids initially. This is over generation after generation after generation of people. You know, if you have one person who's been abducted in your family, I guarantee if you keep going back, people have been abducted. They've had experiences. And they, yeah. what they do is, you know, like they take A and B, have a baby. Then uh, they do it again a couple of times, and then they have babies. And then the more times you have babies with, ba- you know, eventually you're going to get one that's less human and 90% alien. And then that's how you continue your race. And that's what's taking okay. place. I think the abduction stories, too, as we've turned the corner into the 21st century, I think people are more open to discussing things like that as opposed to, say, the fucking 1800s or something like that. Nobody's going to say anything like that. Somebody's going to, you know, you tell somebody like that, they're going to be like, you're possessed by demons. We're going to have to exercise you and then probably kill you or something like that. Right, or the embarrassment was people talking about give you an example betty and barney hill out of new hampshire yeah uh interracial yeah, couple. interesting case very interesting case and betty gets a basically a needle in her in her stomach and they start pulling fluid out this was pre epidural not epidurals what do they call those um embry- when they when they check the embryonic fluid oh uh, yeah uh yeah, I can't think we, of the name yeah. right off the top. I know what you're talking about, though, yeah. Yeah, we, we did it with both of our kids. And what you can do is, and they've learned, that at certain points in a baby's evolution from, you know, a couple of trimesters, like, like what the first trimester on, on up, you can do tests. They have tests now which will determine if your child has any type of deformities or going to have deformities or cancers or illnesses or, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, or Downs. And you can make decisions... Like yeah, it gives you the ability to make a decision, and I'll just leave it at that. And it's a tough decision to make, trust me. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, so she was freaked out by it, and then Barney was experiencing things that I always say, my, my, my rear is an exit, that's it. But, you know, they're making fun of people with anal probes. Now, what people don't understand is when they stick something in, in a male's rectum, what they're really doing is they're trying to get a sperm sample. And it's very mm-hmm. quick. Absolutely. Uh, if you, I think yeah. the movie Van the Wilder is a great example of you know, you know that movie Road Trip too. Yeah, yeah, Road Trip. <laughs> Just milking Three that prostate, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a quick, easy. You know, there is a there is a point inside that area 
you literally just touch it and you can get as much you know sperm as you want ejaculation as, as you want and then there you have your samples and and then you move on i mean it's kind of embarrassing uh for people and they don't want to discuss it but it, it is more open today mm-hmm. there, there there's a lot of people have jumped on that experiencer bandwagon they want to feel special and um oh, there's a lot of sure, people unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. so you, you always get you always get a bunch of people that are i'm gonna say the crackpot zone they believe what they believe, uh, but they're not really having what they're having. I'll just leave it at that. But there mm-hmm. are people that are having experiences. A lot of times, you know something's wrong, especially women know something's wrong, you know, but they don't know why something's wrong. And over time, depending on your constitution, your your ability to handle situations, they will eventually let you have a memory of something. So they'll implant mm-hmm. memories. Like if you see the aliens, they'll implant. There were owls at the window. Owls are used all the time. Because you may not be able to handle the fact that there's a three or four little guys coming into your house in the middle of the night and taking you through a window uh, where you're going to have a medical examination, possibly taking a fetus from you, or they're introducing you to your hybrid child and they want to see your interactions with it. Yada, yada, yada. That type of stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I tell you what, right now we're at a good breaking point. So let's go ahead and take a few minute break. I'm going to play some ads. You guys can fast forward if you want audience wise, or you can hang out, take a break as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so we are back, and Brian, I have to hit you with a couple things. Um, The first one being Graham Hancock. Uh, I am pretty sure you are familiar with that man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal brain. Oh, my God. I mean, extremely talented author, just very smart guy. But he brought up a really interesting aspect of the alien thing, and I wanted to run this by you. I was listening to, on Spotify, for those of you who don't know, if you type in Art Bell, there are bootlegged episodes of Coast to Coast AM for days, like the full-length episodes. So I was listening to one with Graham Hancock, and he brought up a really good point about our consciousness Mm -hmm. and how... When he does, let's say, hallucinogenics or DMT or something of that effect, he said that a lot of the experiences that he personally had on DMT are directly related to or similar to um, alien experiences or abductions or sightings. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that, I guess, is... is do you think there's a certain level of people being more open-minded or whether they're on mind-altering drugs or anything like that? Do you think they're more susceptible to being open to that? Yeah. Uh, like, just inadvertently? Okay, so um, let's go back just for one second. I'll answer, this will be an answer for your question as well. So we have reverse-engineered in this country the powers that be 
enough that we can create our own extraterrestrial biological entities and we continue to abduct people and make it look like it's aliens but it's really the government doing it or one end of the government again i can't prove it i just this is what's through research and time and interviews and different people this is where it is and in that process we know that the government does not care about us and will experiment on us and so the the ability of government using hallucinogenics which they have in the past on human beings for a said project to be a psychological operation or whatever is there so that's very plausible okay but when you start talking with graham hancock dmt is in a it's in a very very amazing thing medicine because it's natural it's like it's yeah. found in our bodies yes it goes back to the point where the, you know when they talked about the burning bush in the bible and the moses and the burning mm -hmm. bush someone uh, pointed out that one of the largest areas for dmt to come from is acacia it's the, the tree the acacia tree mm -hmm. and where are a lot of acacia trees well they happen to be in the middle east and someone has put forth that Moses was literally tripping when he was given. It's very plausible, though. It's, it's plausible. extremely plausible, especially if the bush. See, to get the DMT from the acacia is a process. you got to burn it. And, you know, and it takes time. And there's, there's other factors involved. But if you had a large enough bush burning, okay, or a tree burning, and you're standing mm -hmm. in that smoke stream, um, watching it, you're, it's unbeknownst to you that you're being, you know, you have these hallucination, hallucination taking place. And what's really fun, fun about DMT, fine, I'm saying it like, hey, everybody do it. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Tell me all about it, Brian. Well, what I, find, <laughs> I have, I've yet to try it. Uh, it I haven't it's either. Actually, it's actually on my bucket list for multiple reasons because I, I did study a lot of uh, Native Native American or indigenous tribes and the medicine men and their, their yeah. vision oh, yeah. quest. Definitely. And they use And Terrence McKenna too is a very big was where was a very big proprietor of it, man. It's a way to look within yourself and your mind and your consciousness and figure out what the hell is wrong with you. Well, couldn't you do that same thing with uh, you know, sensory deprivation tanks like they have nowadays? as opposed to actually doing DMT. But I think, in all honesty, when you do those deprivation tanks, like uh, the sensory yeah. deprivation, uh, doesn't that release a little bit of DMT into your stream? Yes. And yes, that's kind of why... It, it really, yeah, that's why it partially works, but it doesn't hurt to have a little extra help. You know, wink, wink. We we almost went full Joe Rogan here. We're yeah, like, well, no. we're like Let, yeah, but have you tried DMT, man? You know, <laughs> like, no. and we're and we're not going down that road. You know but what? it's it's an interesting conversation because of Terrence McKenna and Graham Hancock. Yeah, I mean, like I'll tell you the truth. I don't. I, I've given up everything basically. I just don't do anything because I have to be a responsible parent. Um, <laughs> I which is, I agree. Which yeah. is fine. It's not a habit <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, of the, of the things I, I I did I did a sweat lodge once uh, for yeah. a couple of days. I'll tell you that too has released something because there were just you just start getting delusional and visions and it's it's very intense. It's all around you and it's 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 a heavy way of getting it done. But it was amazing. And th what the DMT does, it gives you that very minute experience that the window is like fifteen minutes. It's nothing. Yeah, very small window. Right, but yeah. the benefits from that window are beyond belief. 
with everybody, everything I've read and, and people that have gone through this process. And that is something I would venture into doing. Okay. At one point in a, kind mm -hmm. of a controlled situation, I don't need to be bugging out and jump out a window for whatever reason. You know, you want to kind of, there are ways of doing it in a controlled situation. So I do believe that, that there are some people that have experiences that may have been brought on by that. And that could be naturally brought on, not like they're taking anything, but through certain type of, you know, you talk about deprivation tanks. You know, if you have sleep paralysis, you're being deprived of your freedom and your movement. And that could kick in some extra DMT here and there. And now you're having an experience and you're thinking you're, you know, getting abducted or, or you're having a, an alien encounter. Uh, that being said, you know, I do believe that a lot of what we're missing in this world that would answer a ton of questions. And, and I've come up with this a long time ago. It's sound vibration frequency and consciousness and those mm -hmm. are the keys to everything in life you have to understand that when you sound and, and vibration sound and resonance and that stuff you can you can lift things you can lift heavy objects with sound uh, you can eradicate cancer cells with sound they're doing experiments now with actually using different tones and sounds to levitate as a mode of transportation you know, it looks like anti-gravity, but you, yeah, it, it's crazy what they're doing. But on the on the upside of that is, when you start changing the way you you vibrate as a human being, it's it's the human resonance is the frequency of the earth, and mm -hmm. you know you're, you're you vibrate as a person. You don't know it. You know you're not shaking all over the place, but you're you're an energy field. But when you can raise your energy level and your vibration to a higher zone. The little things in life don't start bothering you. They're not important. And what happens is you get more and more touch with, if you want to call it spirit, God, whatever. Um, you have almost like a, a religious experience and you, you're able to communicate with things that don't resonate on our humanesque level. So yeah. this is what all the great masters have done, like Jesus and Buddha and, yeah. and all of them. They all they were at a, such a higher frequency. Like you're worrying about things like, like, look, I have a young kid. He's taking, she's taking a test. She's freaking out and bugging out about it. Right. Like fourth grade or whatever. You think 20 years from now, she's going to give a damn about that test. No, it's not going to matter. Well, it depends. Yeah. Well, it depends on what job she has, but you know, damn it. But that's, that's, that's what happens when you vibrate at a higher frequency. These little things in life that used to piss you off or bug you or whatever. They don't bother you anymore. And you, yeah. you you see the world in a different light. You can see that love. You can see that, you know, that positive energy. You can see the negative energy too. But so what I think Graham was touching on is that some people have a way of doing this and they don't know they're doing it and they're freaking out by it. And then other people are opening up their third eye and their consciousness from it. You know, it's, it's the yin yang of the whole thing. And yeah. I love Grant because he's so the stuff he comes up with. I mean, it's just it's I remember I remember, you know, it's so great because I love the fact that he got to the point where after he did the book, uh, what is it? Handprints of the Gods. Yeah, well, it was uh, that dude was like a German or Austrian or something, but yeah, it no. was uh, yeah, handprints. handprints yeah. Chariots of the Gods was a different one. But handprints yeah, of the that, Gods was uh, Graham yeah. Hancock. 
he actually got to the point where he straight up said, he goes, there's enough evidence to prove that, you know, ancient civilizations like, let's say, the pyramids, mm-hmm. there was help. He goes, the burden of proof isn't on the people who are crazy now. The burden is, right. of proof is on the other people who have ridiculed us for so long and now the burden of proof is on them to prove that we are wrong and they can't do right. it. It's impossible, you know, and that's what I love about him is he thinks outside the box and oh, he, yeah. he takes all angles. And for those of you who do not know who Graham Hancock is, holy shit, he is yes, the a highly educated, just phenomenal man. Like just listening to him talk and he's got that English accent, Brian. I ain't going to lie, yep. dude. Like, the English accent, like, <laughs> mesmerizes me. And Graham Hancock, he just lays it out. And he, he knows exactly what he's saying and his argument and his personal experiences. And, like, I love that you touched on the vibration factor because that was yeah. something that he brought up. But that's also something I personally believe because I was a different person before I went out into the desert one day with a shaman and did peyote and (laughs) after that personal experience since that day i have been an entirely different human being because of what i experienced it was the most spiritual yep it awakened me man just to the fact that hey you know there's more to it than just paying your bills and dying and don't get me wrong, obviously we all have to do that. It sucks, right. you know. No, and, uh, you know, and then when you had to throw kids in the mix, you know, there's added stress and added pressure. But at the same time, it's like I try to teach my kids because, like I said, my personal experience, that shit changed my life. And I know some of you are probably sitting back laughing, and that's fine. <laughs> but until you've actually had an experience like that, you can't even right. explain it. Like, there's no explanation, there's no words, it's just your soul just explodes, and it's like, I get it. That's why I love so much about him, because he's been there, and he gets it, you know, and he's just a phenomenal human being. And again, the the same with Terrence McKenna, super, extremely educated man, and very insightful as well. But the fact that... I don't think a lot of humans realize that there are things going on in frequencies that or hurts that we can't see or hear that is constantly going on around us. Oh, yeah. And if, you know, some people vibrate differently than others, and I guess that opens them up to more shit. I don't know. What do you think? No, 100%. Uh, also, another guy you got to check out if you can is Grant Cameron. He's out of the, uh, uh, Canada. He's now taking... um. He's doing little mini doses every once in a while. He's a very big UFO guy, really up on there. You know, he knows about Hancock and all that stuff. He's a, something interesting. But, yeah, you know, here's the fun part. If you look at – there's plenty of this stuff on YouTube, actually. It can give you a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about. They took these – you know those balls that go back and forth? It's like four balls. You hit one and, like, one goes out. Oh, yeah. So they did experiments with sound and resonance and stuff. And what they did was they put two two different tones together. And they set something up where there was a tone and there was another tone and it was adjustable, but they didn't have to adjust it. It could adjust on itself. It's kind of a computer-based thing. 
And what happened okay. was like, so let's say you were at a, you know, you're at a nine and I'm at a 10. I'm just using numbers here. And we came together. And eventually what happens is when you start resonate with somebody, when you start getting that, you know, good vibe from people. Yeah. Then the stronger, usually the stronger tone takes dominance. And what happens is the weaker tone starts resonating with that higher tone. And they've, they've done several experiments where they see the tones change and it goes to the dominant tone, no matter what. They've introduced the third tone. It all goes to the dominant tone. So what happens with these tones, which is really freaky and actually go back to military, they use these in um, non-lethal type of ways. So there's frequencies and they have, a, they have a weapon that they use in the military. They use it actually in Iraq. And they recently used it couple of years ago in an LA prison riot it looks like a flashlight right but it has mm-hmm. a bunch of LEDs in it and each one is a different frequency multiple frequencies and it's sequenced in a certain way and you turn it on you don't see anything you turn it on but you can come running at somebody full bore they, they did this with elephants too they literally set this thing running charts I want you to run right at me and the minute you turn that on like a hitting a brick wall it stopped the frequency he said, I felt like my whole body was on fire. The, the actual frequency, which you could not hear, literally made their temperature rise like their skin was going on fire. And you could use these, these frequencies and tones to kill people as well as heal people. Okay, this is why I'm saying that when you vibrate at a higher frequency, 99%, even if you're eating junk food, for some reason you're becoming healthier. Your body, everything takes, you're doing it mentally and then the next thing you know, your heart's moving in that direction, your, all your organs, everything. And you just you just feel better. And this is what's been going on. And, and this is why the aliens that we, we see, they vibrate at a higher frequency. They have the ability to do things that we have abilities to do. But because they vibrate at a higher frequency, they can do it without even batting an eye. They don't, they don't worry about it. They're not worried about us as human beings or our feelings. They, they're here for that specific purpose. But, you know, it's kind of like a lot of psychics or people that have gifts and abilities, they vibrate at a higher frequency and they're able to connect to, you'd say, the Akash record, which is the ultimate library of everything. And they get to do that. I did a series on Edgar Cayce and he is probably, I'm not a huge fan of psychics. I think 99% of them are charlatans. Yeah. And we, I, for as many as out there, I think I think one percent is being generous and saying those might be legit. But right. Edgar Casey, I could not debunk that guy. That dude no. was fucking amazing, and that's what he said. His shit was he would go into into self hypnosis, and he would access the Acacia records. and And he explained it as I wish there were computers back then because he explained it as. You know how your phone and your computer log all this data and it's just there? He's like, yep. that's the Acacia Records, yeah, basically, it's just, for the most part. It's what you want, and then you automatically access it. It's all there. Yep. Yeah, it's, just, it's all there. Like, it's saved. Take, take your hand, you know, like pick, pick a barrel, fill it with water and some apples, and you want the red one. And you go in there, and you're grabbing the red one. That's how it works. It's really interesting because this gets into another end of it where – so I've talked about it several times on my own show and, and with other people. I'm actually going to do something. I have, I've been off the, the podcast for a bit because, you know, life and, and whatever. But I'm oh, coming back course, with a, yeah. 
a bunch of different things now. But one of the things that I, you know, I'm talking about is I do something called remote viewing. Although mm -hmm. the psychic for our group uh, says I'm a psychic. I know people that are remote viewers that know you're a remote viewer. And it freaks me out because I'm a logical kind of guy. These things shouldn't take place. What I'm seeing and doing shouldn't really happen in my mind. Um, that's a human side of me. But I've got a 98% confirmation rate of whatever I do. Okay. Okay. And I don't use it often because I don't want to be um, like Miss Cleo, you know, that like you said, <laughs> so like call me yeah. now, you know. I I, re I remember her man late night about two a.m. Call Ooh. me now, I'll tell your future. And she had that. I think she was Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like call me now, you know. But um, I still do it, and I do things. And when people ask, I usually do it as favors. I don't, I don't usually charge for any of this stuff. Some, you know, they give me donations or whatever. And I'm like, well, you don't have to. I'm like, whatever. What happens is a lot of the times because I've opened that, I've, I've opened that Pandora's box, my third eye, which is between your, the center of your forehead, pineal gland. When you decalcify it and you start using these things, it's like a muscle. So you start doing it initially. It's like, oh, it's, it's, it comes a little easier. The more you do it, the more it opens up other gifts that I say God gave you. God mm -hmm. made man in his image. You can believe whatever you want. I'm not doing religion here, but a lot of the abilities that God gave you were, you know, we only using 5% maybe if we're lucky of our brains. Well, here's the deal though. Even scientifically, you're only using tops 10% of your brain and your full capabilities as a human being. So even right. if you're not a religious person, scientifically, that is also true. So Right. So men usually use one hemisphere people you know women are using two hemispheres it explains it so much but yeah. also <laughs> but if you're if you're very quantitative or mechanical or artistic then you're using actually two hemispheres so what happens is when you go to sleep at night right and you get into dreamland you get into that 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 different wave theta and alphas and you're getting into that REM sleep right you are at the purest form of your energy and body ever and your body can heal itself and you can you actually grow when you sleep longer uh, believe it or not you you know you could lose weight in the, in the same process but one of the things that happens is if you're more open to it you got you start having these what we call dreams right mm -hmm. most dreams people don't remember they don't remember a thing of them okay but there's something else you could have and it's called an experience and that's what i have a lot of times where you're actually in and doing what you're doing. You're thinking it's a dream. It is sure as hell not a dream. You are physically, well, your consciousness is doing what you're doing and you are at that location and you're, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, and it's getting done. And the difference between the two is you'll remember the smallest details of an experience when you wake up forever versus a dream but most people are so their third eye or whatever their consciousness is so bogged down with like calcium deposits and the fluoride and and whatever they're beaten down with life that they never get to open up that and again they're never going to vibrate at a higher frequency and until they start doing it it's going to be in the same spot I had this crazy dream there was a dog and a duck you know this is not one of those dreams and I know their experiences, and here's how I know. When I wake up, I'm even more tired than I was when I went to sleep. Like I was working. 
mm-hmm. and people that are we call them light workers that are gifted. You call them psychic. They're light workers. More and more of these people are having a lot more of these dreams lately, um, and I think there's a mess. There's something going on right now. Call it a fight between good and evil, um, where people are being woken up that didn't know they were light workers in the in previously, and now are being introduced to it yeah. for whatever reason. So yeah, so at that point in in your dreams, I mean, I I had an experience once where I was in this. I can remember every aspect of it. It literally felt like a city in the clouds, but it was all golden. It was like a golden light. And there was a main library that was, and I was told, that's where the records would be. And I'm hanging out there and I'm looking and it's like this bright white light, but I can see it. I mean, the only thing I came close to in my mind was heaven. And I was just about to get to the, the, I got to the stairs of, of where this building was. And then I had a, my alarm went off and I immediately came back in. But I remembered everybody. I remembered what people were wearing. The smell of it was like a sweetness. It was like, it's like if you ever walk past a, a bakery or something like that, they're making cookies or something. You can smell it. You're like, oh, oh my yeah. God, what is that? Oh God, yeah. It was everything that was good in this world. And I'll tell you, when I woke up from that, I was very bummed out. It was, you know, it was like, I want to go back dream. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't know if it was only a dream, but... This is the stuff that DMT unlocks, though. This is the stuff that the DMT's unlocking. It's connecting you and getting you to use some of these abilities. And by using it, your muscles, if you figure like you put a, a cuff around your forearm or your, your bicep, right? Mm-hmm. You locked it, you know, like your kids. And then you just, you started growing muscles. Eventually, what's going to happen is that steel is going to eventually bend and, and stretch. And eventually, it's going to pop. And when you pop, that's when you, you start, as you get higher in the frequency, that's when you break free of all the chains that have been keeping us down in this in this world. Man. And circling back to the alien agenda and your, your, what we were talking about originally, that's where the aliens want us to be. Because at that level, you kind of can have a, a communication or an interaction, and it's not frivolous. You know, right now we're like we're like chimpanzees with like nuclear weapons. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I mean, like I'm not going to give my ten uh, year old here. Here's a lighter. Go light. You know, hold that M80. I'll light it. You throw it. You know, I'm not, not going to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you know, not going to happen just yet. But that's what it's like. It's it's like we're so unpredictable that they're very like boom, boom, boom. You know, in order. Boom. This, 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 this. And when you have something like that in your way or a variable, it fucks up the whole chain. Mm-hmm. So that's that. why, I, getting back, to, I don't think they're like, you know, like, oh my God, they're going to hurt themselves. They're like, you know, when are you people going to learn and wake up? When are you people going to start, like, cut the crap and know there's bigger and, you know, better things out there? And, you know, I'm not one of those guys where I'm preaching that, like, you know, we should love everybody and, you know, it doesn't work that way in life. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's not about saving the planet. Yeah, I understand what you're where you're coming from. It's like there's just it's almost like you had said, it's not so much a concern, but it's just like a hey, when are you fucking idiots gonna realize, you know, exactly. that there's like, that there's an entire universe out here and yeah. you fucking idiots are out here just playing with nukes, bitching about fucking gender identity or whatever the case may be you know what i mean but it's like you said i i'm not the type of person that you know is gonna sit here and 
preach everybody should be loved because I personally, I don't give a fuck about the small things. Like, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're a good person, you're a good person. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. You know, I don't give a shit about anything else, any of the context. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're cool, you're cool. And uh, and that's... I. I kind of understand where you're coming from now. Like when you went and added the right. context and gave the explanation as to where they're not so much concerned that we're going to destroy ourselves, but more concerned with us to the degree of, Hey, are you guys ever going to fucking get it? Like, yeah. or are you well, just well, going to do dumb shit? Right. Are you guys, when are you going to grow up? You <laughs> yeah. know? But part of, part of that is because, you know, think about it. Like, holy crap! Here's the source of DNA we desperately need to continue true. our race. Very true. But these these idiots are gonna, you know, if they send nukes, they do a nuke thing or they do a chemical thing, and it's fundamentally the changing the DNA. Yeah, for sure. And that's a problem for them because it's like, dude, we can't let this happen. You know, but the, they're not going to interfere. It's kind of it's not like a Star Trek thing, like you know. Um, a prime directive where we can't interfere. There's been plenty of interference. I mean, the fact that we have a treaty with race X and they're giving a shit is like total interference. Mm-hmm. But um, they, and they've done this before this. We're not the first ones. They, they've worked with Nazis in the past. I, I mean, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Well, Von Braun was, you know, Von Braun, the, the former Nazi that came over here. Oh yeah. Godfather of the, the NASA. He was being interviewed once. You know, there was a there was a reporter over there at NASA wanting to interview him, and you know, he was there all day. And all of a sudden, Von Braun walked through, and he said, "Can I buy you lunch? I just want to talk to you." And they went to lunch, and he said, "I mean, people, you don't understand how freaking close the Nazis were. Yeah, fucking hours. Yeah, and for anybody who does not believe how fucking advanced Nazi." scientific technology was or even technology in general you are fucking kidding yourself because there is a reason operation paperclip happened like we took we all shared we basically took the best nazi scientists we had or they there that were there and we basically displaced them all across the globe as like, okay, you get this guy you get that guy you get this guy because you could not have all of them in the same fucking place. No, no. and and it wasn't just Nazis themselves. You know, they had, um, of course, what the Nazis did to, to the to the Jews and other people, but there were other people within these the, that that class too that were extremely intelligent. Oh yeah, and they, you know, it's like, well, we can kill you, you can work with us, and they they were helping you know formulate these things too, you know, because their life's on the line. But. So Von Braun comes and has lunch with him, and this guy's saying to Von Braun, he goes, you guys were so close. I mean, where'd you get this technology? Where, yeah. How'd you get? The, how'd you figure this out? And without missing a beat, Von Braun points up and goes, we had help from them. Yep. He said it. Yeah. And and he's telling you that he, they've had help from them, and you're pointing up. Now, I don't think it was God, and I don't think it was the angels, Okay. <laughs> So, it was the Nazis, so, so I'm gonna highly fucking yeah. say like no, it probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- there you have it. You know, as far as like this being you know done, these beings they want what they want. They want to preserve their race and enhance their race and get their race back. Yeah, because if we're um, gone, then that fucking prohibits them. That 
hinkers their right. whole agenda. But in all actuality, like how many other, I mean, honestly, to think we're the only people in the universe is, I think, extremely ignorant and childish. That's just my personal opinion. And yeah. how many other places within travel distance are they doing this to, though? Like, why would we be the only ones? Why Why would they give a fuck about us? They're like, ah, eh, well, if they, if they nuke all themselves, like, we'll just go to the next one. Well, that's the problem. I don't think there is a next one. And I think what's – saying things I can't prove, and I apologize, but it's just, just from basic research. If you know something about human biology and the way we're made up and the DNA, we there's a portion of our DNA in the strand, the double helix – that is junk DNA. There's a little, little thing in there. It's kind of like your appendix. You're like, what the hell is this for? You know, <laughs> no one's really figured that one out now. You know, it's like, true. <laughs> what is it for? Is it a carburetor? I mean, like, what yeah. is it? It's like, yeah, but, just take but, it out. He'll still live. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It gets inflamed every once in a while. We'll take it out. But um, there's something about our DNA, specifically our DNA. And this is, this is stuff that has been told. I've interviewed so many people that have been abducted that don't know each other, which is key for keeping this, like vetting your research, and they're all saying the same thing. And it doesn't come out, and it was well before anybody else talked about it, and they're saying, we, we have a special DNA that they need, and we're the only ones that have it, and they can't find another race that does have it. And that's why they, they're using us. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. And in all honesty, our DNA is one thing that scientists have still not been able to explain, no. which no, is extremely they, fascinating, I, th I personally think. Yeah, our DNA and how the hell octopus came here, yeah. because octopus should not be on this planet. Um, yeah, those things are probably Ill. weird, man. I use octopus as an example because he, like, I'm trying to explain to people on a sidebar Bigfoot thing. I was a flesh and blood guy at one point, and then I had my own personal experiences. And it said, no, this is definitely an interdimensional creature. And people are like, you're crazy, but you got to understand something. Let me, let me ask you, Justin, how do you breathe? Honestly, it's unconscious. You right. it's automatic. Just, it's, it's, automatic. Innate, it's an innate ability, right? Yeah. It's just there, right? That's the same thing. What octopus do is just there. What Bigfoot does is just there. They have this ability. Can they explain it? Probably not. They're just able to do things that we can't do. Same thing with aliens. You know, I mean, I do believe that if we started raising our consciousness, we got we, we started elevating and evolving to where we our potential. I mean, I don't think there's anything we couldn't do. I think we communicate with people without even being next to them. Um, mm -hmm. physically travel to them, travel through solids. I mean, the world would be our oyster. And I don't think people would be bothering killing each other. It'd be like, dude, this is great. You know, yeah. this is fantastic. Bull Buck rogers -y type of stuff. But this is why they do what they do. And there's another evil side to these, our agreement, by the way. Every once in a while, I think I, I may have mentioned this last time, but You've heard back in the 70s, and it, it happens every once in a while. But they have these cattle mutilations oh, where yeah. these cattle, they're found dead, missing eyes, genitals, and certain body parts, no blood. I mean, like surgical surgical removals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And my personal opinion is it's, it's alien-based, and they're doing so. It's a food thing. But 
what's happened a couple of times is have you heard about the um, human uh, mutilations at all? Probably not, right? I mean, I've heard of Same them. Same situation. I know, they, I know they're sporadic. Like you'll have a bunch of them at Very one. Very sporadic. Yeah. You'll have a bunch of but uh, instances the, where yeah. it happens, and it's usually around the time of some sightings, and then they'll go off yep. the map for, I don't know, usually a decade or so, and then they'll pop back up, and there'll be a whole yep. bunch of them, and then they'll go off the radar again. Yeah, part of the DNA factor, they want our DNA, but there's there's a couple of of races of these beings that also find us tasty. And that's a different factor, but yeah, Can't and they they take these things and they yeah they, you know, be it uh, something that the U.S. well I'm going to say the governments have, have created these extraterrestrial biological entities, and they're like, dude, I'm leaving. I'm going to go get something to eat, you know, and they just jet and do something stupid and then it disappears and they make it you know it happens very sporadically, but you're right, it's near either sighting locations or close to some of these places that we've that are rumored to be bases yeah so let me ask you this then with that being said what do you think about the wright patterson thing is there is that one of the reasons i mean because there's been a lot of sightings around there like i said before and i didn't mean to cut you off and i apologize so no you're fine dude you're good (laughs) you know you're all right so so Again, we're doing the nuclear thing there near Roswell and New Mexico and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We want to get these aliens away from there. So they send them to Texas. They send them to Wright-Patterson where all these other stuff is being handled. And they have some kind of, like, air and history museum. And they're, they're reverse engineering technology. And they, they are doing experiments there. But what they started doing was that wasn't secure enough. And, and so they started sending them out to other areas. So they sent them out to Area 51 in Room Lake where Bob Lazar was, um, where, you know, Dreamland, talk about Art Bell. Oh, you yeah, know, absolutely. Stuff they were creating out there. Yeah, they're reverse engineering these. Well, they have Alameda out there, too. Yeah. I mean, they everything, you know, you can think of <laughs> out there is is there. And it's it's a great facility, and they, they just bought up extra land, so you can't go to any vantage points now. And so it, it's pretty tight. But while everybody's focused on that, they also started moving them out of there there's a couple of places that I would think is some of these, the new Ros, the, the new area 51. So there's Cheyenne mountain. Okay. That's where the NORAD is. And there's supposedly bases there. There's also another place called Raven rock. I don't know if you ever heard of that place. I don't think so. No, it's a place that's uh, like the command for if the in case there's a world war three, okay. it's a deep underground military base. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that then. Raven Rock, yeah, and then of course you have uh, one of my favorite, yeah, the, the the Dulce base, which is really now become what Area Fifty One has be was. This base is by the Colorado New Mexico border, and okay. there's been a lot of talk that a lot of these bodies and these experiments taking place with these extraterrestrials are now there. At that base, they send them over to that base. So Roswell would be more, or Area Fifty One would be more of a decoy. Area Fifty One was the place, but you know, people started catching on to it, so they have to, you know, change their cover. It's crazy. Ever hear, have you ever heard about the um, the fight, the war between the aliens and and humans at Dulce? Well, 
I've when you brought up the underground alien bases, it yeah. brought one man to mind. I for the life of me off the top of my head cannot remember this dude's name. Huh? Phil, Phil Schneider? Yep. Yeah. I don't know, guy. but here's the deal though. I don't know how much of what he's saying is bullshit and how much is true because I'll be honest with you, the circumstances of from when he came out and started talking about this shit to the time that yeah. he died was very dramatic and very intense and very soon. Well, and that part does kind of strike me as odd, but at the same time, I'm a very logical person, very down-to-earth person. I take what I hear with a grain of salt for the most part. Like, I, uh, I want to, you know, I wish he would have provided more evidence i guess that's just me personally right and it's just like listen like you can tell me a story all day and i will be entertained and i will probably love it but until there's some kind of proof it's just a story so i in that aspect like when you brought up those underground bases because that's the shit he was talking about And like I said, he wasn't alive very long from the time he came out talking about it to the time that he died. And it was, he got, he ended up getting like extreme, extreme cancer just basically overnight. Correct me if I'm wrong. And yeah, he ended up, he ended up just dying shortly thereafter, which I thought was extremely weird. But at the same time, this guy could have been had stage four stage, you know, whatever stage cancer right. before he decided to say something. And then all of a sudden when he starts doing chemo treatments, then he's like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to tell the world all this shit and they're going to be entertained and they're going to think something's weird about it. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence about that. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? See, here's the thing. I'm with you on it, but I think there's a hell of a lot of truth to what he was telling you. I honestly there, don't doubt that. I really don't because as we, me and you both know, as you're not even conspiracy guys, you want to call me a conspiracy theorist? No. Go look up the Rockefeller Commission. You know what I mean? Look <laughs> at all the shit. And that is only from the 19 fucking, I think he did that, what, in the early 70s, mid 70s is when yep. that got, took out or got, promoted to the world and that's after fucking Sidney Gottlieb from the uh CIA had a two-day literally 48-hour shredding party on documents and what they released was what was left over now if that fucking tells you anything about how much you can trust your (laughs) government I would hope that you have enough common sense to take that into consideration so I do I I have no doubt that there are underground bases dude there's probably bases in the fucking ocean because i started getting into the uh Uh the the unidentified submerged objects and shit now too yeah so i do i will say that i have no doubt about it but the only thing i question is some of the things that phil schneider said because of it's weird I'm, i'm so on the fence because the circumstances of him and his death make me question what he's saying but it also is suspicious in the perfect timely fashion to where he wasn't bullshitting you know what i mean so i'm i'm just yeah. on the fence there's no proof though and i understand there's no proof in a lot of shit i get that but at the same time 
I try to be logical about it, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, that's it's, what makes it so hard. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you sit there, you can watch his, if you look up Phil Schneider on, online, YouTube, you can watch hours and yeah, hours of hours of them. Yeah. And, and what's really interesting is when I first see, I've always, I've always investigated these crazy things, but it was uh, through a dare. They got me to go to one of these UFO groups and I went to one. That's where I met uh, my buddy over there, uh, Al Santariga and, um, we investigate together 99% of the time. You know, we have Broxville Paranormal Society, New York State UFO Project, New York State Sasquatch Organization. We're also doing stuff with uh, this, this creep, a cryptic called Dogman. But it, it was a classroom setting in a library. And we've had people come in and do presentations like Mary Rosemary, Ellen Guiley, a friend of mine, and Alice, and she's fantastic. And that's what I, you know, I've had people, I've met people similar to Phil Schneider in real life you know, talking about stuff because they've worked, they were former military and they've worked in certain places and they're, they're like, you know, they're spilling the beans because they, they've seen or read things or did stuff and, you know, they want the world to know. But they were insignificant. What Phil was talking about is major league, like, major, first of all, major probably league. illegal, like major league illegal, you know, because it violates every every law out there they're not allowed to be they aren't allowed to be doing what they're doing technically yeah but yeah. then you throw on an alien component <laughs> you know and a, <laughs> yeah. and a firefight between you know where 60 men got evaporated yeah and he lost a couple of digits because of yeah of, of alien fire and then it's very sci-fi very hollywood but i mean i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt i can't prove it yeah no one can well, here's the deal, like, in to kind of back your play here, like I said, still on the fence about Phil Schneider, but right. the, you're, what you're saying, though, makes sense, because this is the same exact shit they thought about Bob Lazar before they proved a bunch of shit that he said was true, and it was proven that the government tried to erase this dude's credentials his entire oh, fucking life, and the only proof he straight up said, he's like, no, I was in a newspaper article. If you look it up, he's like, that's yeah. the only proof that I even live there, you know? And Right. And they've done that before. See the difference between those two? What Lazar was talking about is technology that he helped to reverse yes. engineer and, and an whatever. That was later and discovered. And 115, 115, mm -hmm. which I'm going to tell you, there's another person that talked about element 115 decades prior to it being discovered, but he was a multiple abductee, not only for the aliens, but harassed by the government. He went very, very brash against government, and they got him on uh, some kind of child pornography thing, and they threw him in jail. Stan hmm. Romanek, he's the guy. I've heard of that, and I, yeah. I think, personally, Romanek got railroaded. He was writing out formulas and stuff that he was getting these, what he, he got from these these aliens, and talking about 115 and a specific engine, and that's how they could be the gravity and all this stuff, decades before uh, Lazar was even a, awake. Map. yeah. Yeah, he was there. But the difference between Lazar and Schneider is what Schneider's doing is like buku top top secret. Like yeah. we're not supposed to know about those tunnels. We're not supposed to know what they're doing in those those tunnels. And we're sure as hell not supposed to know that the aliens in those tunnels or that's where some aliens were abducting humans and doing experiments on them. That this is just way too much information. And a guy like him coming out and blabbering. Yeah, they're going to take him out. They're going to kill him. Yeah. I mean, come on, you, you get cancer, and then the, two days later, you're dead. Give me a break. Yeah. 
it's kind of like what they try to do. The um, it was the KGB try to kill that British double agent. Oh yeah, with the rice with, with the ricin in the umbrella. Yeah, the old ricin in the umbrella trick. Um, and uh, they poisoned his ass when they, you know, when the government wants you to shut up. Now what they'll do is they'll threaten you. They'll get you on something. They'll lock your ass up on child porn and they'll convict your ass and they'll forge whatever they need to forge to get it done. And you're nobody. You're done. And they the figured that once you get in prison for any type of child sexual predator type of stuff, they're the going to kill you. Have their own justice, and they're going to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's a problem so, that basically solves itself. Yeah, one hundred percent. But what Schneider was doing was now we need to shut him up now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There's a there's a video that's out also of a guy that was um, a supposed Men in Black. He did like a. I saw that video. He was the older dude. Yep. You know, I guess he was remorseful at that point. And, um, yeah, he was the guy who met, I believe, if I remember correctly, if it's the same video, he was the guy who met the man in black, or one of the men in black. And the men in black had written a letter, and then the old man was the one who basically was reading the letter and kind of passing on all the shit that he supposedly did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's another one. Like, you know, here's the thing. I can get it if someone's spewing all this stuff and they're going to make money off of it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, that's bullshit. It's, he's making money. Off. But why would somebody do that and not make anything out of it? Yeah. You know, or, or benefit from it? The one thing I had a problem with is some of the shit this man in black was saying, the timelines of what he was talking about didn't fucking match up. And that's where I was it, like, yeah. wait a fucking second. I was like, how could this have happened and then you be doing this? And I was like, none of this matches up. It's fucking impossible. So I guess that's the part. It's the minute details that get me. Uh, Not the the overall story is fucking interesting. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because I am a... Dude, if any of you have not seen any videos of Men in Black, they are fucking weird. And any person that has ever came in contact with these people is like... They were the weirdest motherfucker I've ever been around. There's yep. no way they're human. They did not act human. Uh, there's actually a great movie. I think it's on Amazon or Hulu right now. It's called The Alien Code. And uh, it's a guy doing computer code who finds this alien code. And he gets brought into the government and shit to basically crack this algorithm or whatever. And he finds out all this weird shit. But he gets a visit from a couple men in black. And that's when he realizes, like, what the fuck? But in real life, it's the same scenario. But anyway, movie aside, yep. <laughs> great movie. Check it out. But <laughs> it was the minute details, I guess, of that old man's story when he was reading this letter. And that's kind of where I got fucked up, Brian, a little bit. I would tell you, what he was spewing, you don't want to go out and do anything anymore. You just you just sit back. And, it was terrifying. You know, Like what he said was fucking terrifying, dude. And that's the part that got me, man. And... If if you're a person who st- suffers from anxiety, do not ever watch that video, man, because it'll send you yeah. over the edge. I, I'm not a big anxious person, but after I watched that, I was riddled with anxiety. It made me go into into depth, but I I ended up transcribing it. Kind of went through some of the some of the details, and that's kind of where I got skewed. I was like, well, wait a minute, like how much of this could possibly be true could possibly not be true you know is this old man throwing his own shit in there 
Well, you know what? I mean, I kind of think that the way humans are built is that even the evilest people in the world have some kind of conscious. True. Something gets to him. Yeah. And I think this guy has done enough, and he knows that he's older, he's going to meet his maker, and he's going to have to pay for whatever he's done. And he's just spilling his guts because he has to. Well, one of the things he spilled his guts about is that supposedly he had murdered, I believe it was three journalists that had reported on UFO sightings. Well, when I looked up three of those journalists, what he said is not factual unless they totally covered it up because there are family members who came out for the one journalist. I can't remember her name specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't remember them actually, but the one woman was the main one and she was a journalist who had come out talking about the government and the UFOs and men in black. And supposedly this man in black had murdered her. The details of her death and what her family said, like of her dying was totally opposite of what this guy said and it's well that's where i kind of got screwed up and trust me i i'm not gonna sit here and say the government can't skew details or intimidate you know family members to say hey she wasn't murdered this is how she actually died but at the same time you would think i I don't know there's just some stuff that didn't match up with me you know part of that though but part of this guy that that we're talking about and i forgot his name I, don't even I know can't if remember his thing. name either. Yeah, I think you can find yeah. a video. I think it's like a 15-minute video. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah, he would say that you know we go out and do a job, then we come back, and then what they do is they erase my memory. Yeah, exactly. And to give him a little bit of credit on that, I don't think they can technically erase your memory. I think they can put a blocker in there, or at least a certain time frame. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that born identity crap where you just break out. You get like a you know, like a brain embolism or whatever, mm-hmm. and you realize who you are and what you've been doing and all this stuff. Classic movie scene, but some of that stuff's going to still be screwed up behind the whatever they did to him. So I, I agree with you. There, there are things that don't gel, but that, that could just be because he's remembering, but he's not getting, he's still foggy in certain spots. Definitely, yeah. But either way, if he did a tenth of the stuff he's talking about, It'll scare the crap out of you. It is terrifying. I will say that. And the whole letter that he's reading is, if you have anxiety, don't even bother watching the video because you'll freak out. I I mean, if you have children, you're just going to want to hold them a little bit longer, you know, no matter how old they're. Dad, what are you doing? I'm just going to give you a hug, okay? Give me a hug. I love you. I just, (laughs) because it gets deep. It really does. And it's not just... You know, the various murders this guy committed or whatever he did, but it's an outlook for the future and what's being planned and this, that, and the other, and it is fucking terrifying. And if you take consideration when this video was made and you you see what's going on now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you kind of can't help but put two and two together. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look, the people that are doing a lot of evil in this world don't hide it anymore. There's no hiding it. They basically tell you what they're going to do, and it's up to us to figure out, you know, like, to to start reacting to it, and because there's more of us than there are them, Mm -hmm. and we can change it, but I'm not going into that, you know, hero type of thing, you know, don't go on to this dark night, (laughs) you know, whatever, but I mean, like, you know, part of the problem of doing what you do, Justin, because you you are just, you get stuff, and you pull things, and you, you you know, the way you think and 
you make your deductions on certain cases and stuff. That's why people love you and, and your show's great and I you're try. getting involved in things. Yeah, I'm curious. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a curious individual, man. Very curious. Right. right. It's a, you know, I think the same way. That's why the guy's like, you need a security clearance. I have a buddy that I talked to who's also in the paranormal. He's out of the UK and we, we chat about this all the time. Actually, I lost a friend today that um, that we used to talk, I mean, for hours. My wife's like, you still on the phone? And I'm like, yeah, because we're going through these different things. We're working out different scenarios. What's going to happen this step, that step, you know? And when you see this, you know it's taking place. He said it best. He goes, I wish I didn't know what I know so I could be aimlessly, you know, oblivious to what's going to happen. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, and I know it's taking place. And it's really hard. It's beyond just the UFOs and aliens and cryptids and and crazy stuff like that. When you see, you know, you're, I got young kids, so I, I want them to grow up. I want them to get married, have kids or do whatever, you know, when you see what's going on in the world, you just, you can't help to think. I thought of it the other day. I picked up my kid from school. We're sitting in the park. I'm watching all these people running around. And one of my kid's best friends, he's just like me. I mean, I, I say he's one of us, you know, mm -hmm. we talk about the same things and we just look at each other and almost at the same time and go, we pretty much said these idiots don't realize what the hell's going on. They don't realize that people are playing with their lives right now. Oh, They're yeah. oblivious to it. It's a tough cross to bear, especially when you get that, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, the last time I checked, the conspiracy theorists are up by like 99 points. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just... yeah, at this point, we are, dude. <laughs> so you may want to pay attention to these things. Well, and the know? best part is, is like when people say conspiracy theorists, I don't think they understand the definition of the word theory a theory is based on facts that are already proven yep. and presented so exactly. when you call somebody a conspiracy theorist it's like thank you for admitting that there is a conspiracy and there is proof behind it yeah. I, I do appreciate that you know thank you thank you, very thank much. you. Go, well go you know <laughs> been called way yeah, worse than that in my day man <laughs> yeah i've been called plenty things but uh so yeah this is the tough part and it's also taking that that feeling back this is what happens to a lot of people that get it you know have these experiences they have these craft they have missing time there's a psyche part of it that still is present today we have somebody uh, we've been trying to get her to go on camera and stuff and i understand why well over a year from coming to our live meetings when we had it pre-covid to just open up but she has a couple of kids and they keep you know, like a young kid, three years old. He's, and she said she's been doing this since he was two. Mm -hmm. And he's doing these crazy drawings. And he's drawing a reptilian, like a human bot, you know, like a standing upright, you oh, know, like sure. a bipedal reptilian. And one day he says, he goes up to his mother and says, you know, you're not my real mother, but I still love you. And she's like, oh, oh, really? Mm -hmm. And he explains he's not from here. He's from another planet. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we talked about this in the first right. first interview we did, for sure. Yeah. You know, she starts seeing reptilians, and it's just imagine, like, you're sleeping. All of a sudden, you look up, like, is that a giant freaking dinosaur in my room? You know, or <laughs> I would bug out. I mean. Oh, yeah. I've been doing the research since I've been 16. I'm old now. I'm not, like, super old, but whatever. I've been you're doing enough. 40, 40 <laughs> years. Like, we'll just say 40 years. Okay. <laughs> And I'll tell you, in that time frame, I'm not aware of it, but I've never had missing time up until 2015 was the first time. Yeah. And this last year, last yeah. April, May, 
I had another I experience. But, I remember you telling me about that. But the problem with the, the last one was it wasn't just me. It was my wife, it, my two kids. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, that was the big thing. And, it was your daughters and stuff. Yeah. And that gets me like, like, dude, you want to take samples? You know, I got 50 alien kids up there. <laughs> Let me know their names. You know, Christmas is going to be tight. Yeah, you're probably kids. paying taxes for them, too, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, like, I always said that if I if. If I have reptilian or, or alien kids, I just want this social security number so I can claim all my taxes. <laughs> exactly. Get that credit. <laughs> Get that, that child tax, tax credit. credit, man. So you have 15 alien children. Yes, that's their names yeah. right there, and I want the tax credits for each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just too much. People can't handle that. So yeah. that's why we're still where we are. There's never going to be disclosure. People can't handle the truth to begin with. You think they're going to be able to handle the fact oh, I know, that yeah. There are aliens abducting people, and we're not the smartest ones in the block. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. So yes. when we were texting back and forth, I think it was yesterday or day before, and we were talking about Wright Patterson. Let me ask you yeah. this. You said, yeah, they brought shit there, but it's not there anymore. They moved it again. Yeah, so, so they go to Wright Patterson. Yeah. So how how'd that all go down and why? The way the government works is... They have all this stuff, right? And they're doing all this reverse engineering. And what they like to do is compartmentalize different aspects of it. They don't want one person knowing exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's what they did. Like, that's why Lazar was working on a specific thing. I'm working just on this. And then somebody else is working on another component. He never even met, will never meet. And he's doing something else. And third and fourth and fifth and tenth and whatever. And then eventually the one person that's in charge of the project or the other one, they bring it all together and they try it. That's what was taking place. Right, Patterson was getting way too much focus, too heavy, okay. too much, too stuff much there. attention. Right. So they move it from Wright Patterson. My opinion is they moved it to Ro not Roswell to Area Fifty One, wherever it is, Grim Lake. Mm -hmm. It's there. They had a, a, a decades of the ability to do what they want. I mean, why do you think they took it there? It's more secure. All right, that's fair. Let me tell you something. They are not joking around. That sign that says there, you will be shot, they're not freaking kidding, and they don't care. You can put news media there shooting them. It doesn't matter. That tape will disappear. It's never going to be able to get out. Honestly, that's why I was kind of looking forward to, what was it, a few years ago when everybody was talking about Storm in Area 51. I was really yeah. hoping that they were going to do it just because of natural selection thinning out the herd. <laughs> you know, I'm like, please go. <laughs> like, just yes, go out yes. there and do your fucking, you know, think you're going to get away with it. Natural selection at its finest right there. Just Darwinism. People, this whole attitude that they're, they have a right to know. They don't have a right it to is, shit. I have a right <laughs> to a phone. I have this right. Everybody's a winner. Guess what, folks? They're more losers than winners. Yeah. And you don't have a right to shit. The government <laughs> does what it does. And I'm not saying it's right, mind you. Yeah. Because what they they've really messed they screwed the pooch many times. But oh, yeah. you cannot handle the fact that aliens exist. You can trust me when I tell you this. It's it's if you knew that there was other race, that we weren't the smartest or there was there are people being abducted, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, we made an agreement, but we really don't have the control over them because we don't. It would be total chaos. And why the hell do I have to listen to you? 
it's kind of like what's taking place right now. It's just like total chaos. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people what people report as truth is really false, and what people report as false is really truth. People just aren't wise enough to figure it out. And like I said in the beginning of this, there are more enemies in this planet than there are friends. Oh, for sure. And you don't disclose what you have to your enemy. That is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Well, that's why you throw out the little crumbs. If you're disclosing that you have a hypersonic weapon, you know that they have like 50 years of better shit behind it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? That, that's how you do it. That's how you expose like, like, yeah, you know, we have a hypersonic railgun. We also have something that'll disintegrate you at will from space. But we're not going to tell you about that. That's what's going on. And they're doing what they're doing to get a leg up or an advantage. Maybe there is a new world order. I think there is. I don't know. You know, maybe they want to make an agreement with alien beings or to, um, I don't know. It's just, they have to keep this still secret and compartmentalized. And that's why they move it from Wright-Patterson to to Area 51. I think they moved it from Area 51 to uh, Dulles. And I think it's there now. Just because... Because it's more secure there? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Rumors of that base are just insane. Really? We're talking about like 40 levels of deep underground tunnels and interconnecting tunnels. And here's the best part, right? Imagine me able to get on, go down and whatever, an elevator shaft. I don't know, 200 feet below the surface. Just give me a number. Getting on some kind of train and it shoots you over to to, uh, Dulles in 30 minutes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Are we going to tell everybody we have this? Because Well, no. No, because once you go public with it, right, we're open air, everything. So now the Chinese know, and now the Russians know. Mm-hmm. And then now they're going to... They're going to yeah. want that technology as well if they don't already have it, or to improve their technology. Right. But, Whatever they have. And, well, here's the, here's the thing with me. That's why I think they throw us little crumbs every now and then, is because it's like, okay, we've gotten to a point where we literally look like fucking idiots denying this shit because everybody knows we're fucking lying so let's release a little bit of paperwork and actually admit that ufos do exist and that was what last year the year before with the quote-unquote disclosure and shit and it's like god that was a big nothing burger yeah Yeah. because it's like you're telling us shit that we already know what big surprise is this it's not a huge deal to me i guess it wasn't but at the same time... No, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it was for publicity, you know, the public. It's like, here, just give them something to chew on for a little bit. They'll be happy with this. But how do they go around, let's say, the White House, the huge uh, sightings over the White House? I can't remember exactly when those happened. 1957, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, How do they swerve that? That's actually part, part of the Wright-Patterson thing, too. But uh, it's simple. didn't happen. I'm not kidding. It just didn't happen. <laughs> you know, even though even though there was like a picture it was reported in the paper. <laughs> yeah. See, here's and the thing. Thousands okay. of witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever, you know, there was a bunch of witnesses. There's lights. Oh, those are one of the balloons. Or they're Chinese balloons <laughs> or whatever. Balloons, I mean, yeah. you could literally use whatever you want there because nothing landed. It was just there. There were a couple hundred witnesses to UFOs outside of uh, one of our missile silos that shut down our freaking nukes. Honestly, I did hear about that. Yeah, there was yeah, uh, in Russia too. There was some right around yeah. the same time. Oh. I think the same fucking day in Russia that did the exact same shit. 
Yep, they shut them down. They turned them off. How sick is that? That means they have control of anything that we had defensive-wise. This is why all this stuff is very, very secret. Because I believe, you know, talk to a couple of people about it. We have technology that's probably 150 years ahead of everybody else. It's a given. Oh, of course, yeah. But that pales in comparison to what these aliens can do. Yeah, for sure. You know, they gave us uh, the, the keys to a UFO, right, in the 40s. We're now in 2022. And you don't think that was a Hugo they gave us while they're driving Cadillacs? Well, the, the point I always bring up is that let's look at the early 1700s to 1940. What advances right. did we have? We have motion pictures, telephones, and fucking automobiles. We mastered fucking combustion Brains. engine. That's about yep. fucking it. And then you go from 1940 to the year 2000. In that 60-year span, we evolved with more technology than we did yep. in the previous 200 fucking years that's the example i always bring up to people and they're like ah, it kind of fucking makes sense it's like yeah we literally went from horse-drawn carriages to fucking electricity which i mean don't get me wrong tesla was fucking light years ahead of anybody i wish he would have not been scrubbed out of the history books for the most part but yep it makes you wonder because like i said you can go you can even go back further Go from fucking 1,200 to the year fucking 1940. Combustion engines, a little bit of electricity, big fucking deal, man. You yep. go from 1940 to the year 2000, we have the internet, fucking satellites in space, we went to the moon, <laughs> we're traveling, you know. Lasers, compact discs. <laughs> everything, um, dude. You name it. Robotics, everything you can think of. Everything you take, like I'm talking to you right now off my phone. Yeah, exactly, yeah power my phone than there was in a uh, hundred of those mission controls back when we went to the moon and people don't realize that if you have a smartphone right now which you probably listening to this episode on if you have a smartphone yep. you have more technology in your hand than what they did when they sent a fucking space shuttle into space yep you could actually do more than that with yeah. this but yeah the way the government did it was smart they got the people that were in certain industries. They gave them some stuff to work on. Mm -hmm. 3M is a big, big one of those. Yeah. They come out with compact discs. And what happens? There's an industry created of it. Yeah, you can sell it, but we own it. And they're fine with that. They're making the compact discs. They're making laser players. They're making CDs. And the other one's making specific engines for jets. And this one, this guy's making something else. This is how you grow your economy. And then once all these people like look at all this technology, they're sidebarred. But what what was really happening is this was all decompartmentalized components that were in the original craft, and this is where we got it from. Yeah. And no one's going to trace it back. They don't care because all kids care about today is I got to have Wi-Fi. Give me Wi-Fi. Yeah. I got to take this selfie when I go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A another Tesla invention, mind you. Yeah. Um, wireless. Yeah, so, absolutely. He, he got raped big time. I, I believe this time travel is, is not only possible, it's being done. I believe there are jump rooms where you can go into specific areas and jump from point A to point B. And not necessarily on this planet, but off this planet. So basically so, like a teleportation type yep. scenario, yeah. Like a Stargate. Yep. 100%. Like a Stargate. Just think about this. If we went to the moon once, 
and there's reasons why that there's a couple reasons why. Why can't we go to it again? And don't give me that the line that they gave us, like, oh well, we lost the information and the plans. Give me a break, mm-hmm. right? We were told, actually, according to a couple of people, we were told not to come back to the moon. There was aliens on it. If you listen to some of those uh, radio transmissions, Neil Armstrong says Santa Claus is here. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Yeah, I believe it was Neil Armstrong who said, uh, Mr. Control, Santa Claus is here. Hmm. And that was to let them know that they're, they're being watched and they have somebody else here. Well, and that brings up the question as, uh, you know, they're always talking about the dark side of the moon and why they never went back. I don't think it's a Starbucks that's there, but I think there's something built there. <laughs> I wouldn't fucking doubt it. I think there's there's a lot of stuff there, and it would be kind of hard to explain. Well, if you're going to— How do you to, explain that to people? In all honesty, it's common—I hate to bring it like this, but it's, it's common military tactic. Like, are you going to build a base on the side of the mountain that is literally facing— what you're trying to watch or are you going to build it on the opposite side of the mountain and come out when you need to or inside it exactly inside it would actually be better yeah but i I believe there's something there too and and getting back to your 50 you know 57 ufos see that this is what people were thinking about last year a tip and disclosure right and the reason why i think most people want disclosure is they'll tell you oh the government needs to tell us we need we have a right to know now you don't have a right to know the national security issue. Yeah, exactly. That's first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, national security issue. I always want to ask those people, what what the fuck makes you think you actually do have the right to know? Yeah. You don't have the right exactly. to shit, dude. We noticed that you're driving around with a mask on in the car. You don't have the right to know shit, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, dude. When you're alone in the car, um, for that matter. Yeah, when you're alone <laughs> with the windows up. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe disclosure did already happen and that it, took place in 1977 and this is the difference between the 57 incident and 77 57 it may have been in the papers but it was a national paper they may have thought it was an interesting piece but you know they don't know what the heck you know if it's true or not but in 1977 they released a movie called close, close encounters. encounters of the third kind yeah. yep my hero Heineck, on, man. Heineck was in the movie yep. and Heineck at that point was still under his national security whatever he probably signed yeah he didn't say he one could, word. He couldn't. Yeah, he could not. He didn't say a word, but when the alien craft opened up and all those little grays came out, he was there and he took his pipe out of his mouth. That was disclosure. Yep. That was Heineck saying, it's real, they're here, you can't do shit about it, and the government's fucking with them. Yep. <laughs> and that's my first, that's my two cents <laughs> on that. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. But... You know, getting back to all the people that were pushing it, like uh, Alonzo and, and uh, you know, these guys. Well, wasn't, wasn't Harry the... Reid a really big proprietor of it, too? He kind of got involved in it. It kind of, like, got resurfaced. There was a president named Clinton that was looking for something to be hip about. And, you know, it was UFO-based with, with him, too. And, you know, it's buzzwords to get the attention of the non-voters. Like, oh, he's going to open up. They're talking about UFOs. Oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I think they were trying to do. It's a psychological operation on people. They were never going to release that. They couldn't. You know, the people that started it coming from the to the Stars Academy, which I call bullshit 182 because uh, of Tom DeLong. the people that were really pro this, their military career was based on telling lies and deception. And now we're supposed to believe them. And I've always had a problem with that. And I thank them for their military service. Like I said, I appreciate anybody that's joined the service and served this country. 
but uh, I'll be damned if I'm going to be trusting anything coming out of somebody whose job it was to lie to everybody and deceive people in the process of his work. Mm-hmm. I, you just, it's just, oh, now you're telling the truth? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden you expect me to believe that you're going to be forthcoming with information. This is what happens. People get so jazzed up and they, they just don't ask the simple questions. You'll ask those questions. You'll be like, what? The? These guys lie for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're going to believe the NSA guy or you're going to believe the CIA guy? No, they're spies. <laughs> Their whole thing is to trick you in to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be a nothing burger. I knew it was going to be like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You think it was maybe 70 pages and the rest was going to be national security. Oh, of course. And yeah. that itself, even though those people were getting it, they were getting a little bit more from it. But they weren't. Nothing was. Being- I will say this though: it was good to see people who had been under the radar and kept quiet for so long actually come forward after that. I will say oh, that yeah. specifically, I cannot remember the pilot's name, but he was the pilot who was in the plane when the uh, Tic Tac video was yeah. recorded, and he was the actual pilot. And he went on Joe Rogan. He was on. ABC 2020, several television shows now, and he's like, yeah, I took this to my superiors, and he goes, I'm retired now. Once they released those papers, I felt comfortable coming forward, and when he came forward, there were like three or four other pilots that came forward. These aren't crackpot random people from, you know, the trailer park or on drugs or whatever the case might be. These are legitimate people. And when they yeah. say, hey, man, this thing physically did things in the air that are impossible, that are unexplainable. I think that in that fashion, I think the papers getting released because the papers were shit. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. But I think the ripple effect of those getting released actually helped us in the long run because I think it made more people feel comfortable. High level people feel more comfortable coming out and discussing, you know, their specific experiences. Yeah, and, and I don't have a problem with it, and I think it's great as well. But I know I know how government works, and yeah, it was good because they kind of admit that there's something going on. So they gave you a little bit of something. Yes. But it gave them enough to say, yeah, we already said that. Yeah, yeah. Something going on. We're looking into <laughs> like it. Like, we already fucking knew this, but thank you for acknowledging it. But it- Yeah, I'm checking the warehouse. That's what we're <laughs> doing. <killing. laughs> but I did appreciate the fact that the actual people involved finally were able to come out and come forward and be like, yeah, that was me on the radio talking oh, about no, no, it I, and stuff like that. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I know plenty of people that form military, and they've seen stuff that'll blow your mind. Yeah. And they told about it. You know, they weren't in the spotlight for it, but at a time when, you know, this stuff wasn't out. It does help. Look, you can either believe in it or not. That's it. Again, no one's trying to sell you anything. Mm-hmm. But and it is a national security issue. If we have things that could do this, then everything we have is is meaningless. Yeah. It means that there's there's something out there that could defeat our defenses and our pilots and without breaking a sweat can take out probably an aircraft carrier oh, hell or, yeah. and do damage. These beings have been doing this for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. If they don't want to be seen, they won't be seen. It's usually under a military type of thing where a lot of the good stuff is caught because they want to see how good we are and what we're doing. That's true. It's a typical tactic, right? You test out the forces. 
No. Um, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> test them out. Let's see what's going on with them. That's why when me Let's and you go them. in some weird, mysterious circumstance, we end up dying. Like, I always tell everybody, if you guys don't make me an urban legend and just be like, hey, man, <laughs> this guy just got into too much shit that he shouldn't have gotten into, like, I'm going to be disappointed, man. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm working on my like you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna work on something to make myself an urban legend. You know, either like I'm gonna tell like you know if I know I'm at that last point, I'm like I love all of you, but <laughs> there's a hundred million dollars buried in the, and I'm just gonna go. I would fuck with people so bad in that fashion <laughs> though too. Yeah. I'd be like, there's ten million dollars buried in, and I'd make up some fake map with some fake clues yep. and just make people go out. You know. Let's go looking for it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it is what it, I mean. People, you know, my wife, thankfully, graciously, she stopped telling me when we meet people, don't talk about UFOs or aliens. And I don't, <laughs> don't talk about it, don't bring it up. People usually find out, and it's funny. I know a lot of pilots from major airlines or former pilots. What my cousin worked for the airlines and he had a party, and she's like, don't start. And I'm like, okay, I won't start. And by the time it, you know, the party gets going. <laughs> You know, well, this one time I saw this thing over there, and th- and this is before they they're not allowed to report it. You know, they've seen a lot of stuff, and I love this stuff because it's it's a firsthand experience. And if you get to know them, you get to ask them some more questions. And have you had another experience? What else happened? So there's some fun stuff there. This is why we do what we do. Exactly, man. I'll continue to do what we do. <laughs> Say amen to that, dude. I ain't quitting anytime soon. So. I'm living the dream. <laughs> Ain't we all, dude? A dream, nightmare, it's all the same at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can listen to your podcast, get a hold of you, your social media, your website, all that good stuff. So we're on YouTube a lot, and we have the Bronxville Paranormal Society. That's one whole word. You can use that on YouTube, or you can get it .com at the end of that uh, for the ghost hunting stuff and, and, and some of our reports. I have the New York State UFO Project, and that's gonna, we're fixing the website for that, but we have a YouTube page for that. My podcast is called Inside the Goblin Universe. It's on Podbean. I also do another show called No Bobo Boomy, which stands for Nobody But Me. It's not just UFOs and cryptids. I have music shows and I have a couple artists on, so I cover the gamut of, of, of everything. I'm on social media. If you have any questions, give us a call. Bronxville Paranormal Society and our New York City UFO project have uh, hotline numbers you can call. I don't know them offhand anymore. And I have brianbowden.com as well, where I'm going to be starting to list some stuff that I do as far as besides the paranormal and the weird stuff, you know, my music and art and, and other things I do. So just get a hold of me. I'll answer any of your questions. Yeah, Brian is very very awesome dude i've known you for years at this point you're easy to talk to you're always willing to talk to anybody just super nice guy in general so if you have any questions or anything well it's fucking truth it's like if you were an asshole i wouldn't want to talk to you all the time dude so (laughs) there's that you know (laughs) it's right back you know and i I gotta tell you the truth i gotta thank cisco who introduced me to you well she's she's great you had me on the goblin universe i think probably honestly about four years ago now going on about four it was a long time yeah we'll get you back on but we do video now so oh i don't know if you'd be up for the video i mean so. I'd, I'd be up for it if as long as i know ahead of time so i can you know at least 
like shower and comb my hair. Freshen not, up. Yeah, not look like a homeless person or anything, you know. But yeah. <laughs> but no, I'd be Get willing to. Back in the <laughs> I don't I don't do much yeah. of it on here. Just I don't know. But I've uh, I've gone on other shows and done videos, so that's not a problem. But. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it's, I always say this, Justin. Like you know, when you meet certain people in this world and you have a connection with them and. You kind of know when you get a connection, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, I, th- I always say it was meant to be. There's a divine intervention that's taking place, a divine thing to it. It's been like that, you know, since meeting you and Cisco and a couple other people. We're all on a, a real same simpatico wavelength. Yeah. Uh, we're dealing with our own problems and demons, but we're all, you know, real people. And, yeah. and I love that fact of it, so. I love what you do anyhow, so that's good too. Well, obviously, I love what you do too, man. And like whenever I have a question or want to talk about some of this stuff, there's no other person I want to talk to first. So it's like, I'll just see what Brian's doing. And for those of you who aren't aware, this literally, I think I texted you maybe on Thursday, and this is Sunday. And I'm like, hey, you want to talk about, you know, Wright Patterson and some aliens? It's like, yeah, when? I said, yeah, God damn, all like, right. What do you know about Hangar 18? <laughs> what do you know about Hangar 18? And I'm like, uh, the show? or the? You know, I knew where you were going with it. Mm-hmm. So I figured, oh, shit, he's doing aliens again. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Well, I was going to do an episode on the whole building Hangar 18 thing. And I knew that it was that particular episode was not going to be the way that I planned it. I wanted to right. do hour, maybe two hour long episode. And uh, I got distracted, honestly, I got distracted by the 1919 World Series scandal, which is my next episode coming out. So I kind of put, I kind of put building and hangar 18, Wright Patterson on the back burner. Because once something grabs my attention, it's 100%. Shoeless Joe on the front burner. Yes, sir. So I was sitting there and I was thinking, because I knew that this particular episode would lead me down way more rabbit holes than I ever planned. (laughs) And so I thought to myself, I was sitting at work and I I said to myself, why the fuck don't I just text Brian and see if he wants to come on and talk about it? Because I know we're going to go down those other roads and I know we're going to have good conversation and all that stuff. And I always enjoy that. And, and again, just like you said, huge shout out to Cisco, uh, for introducing us all those years back. And I hope she's doing good. I haven't talked to her for a while, so I hope she's doing good. And she's doing really, really good. Awesome. I think she's doing pretty good. You know, she's got a good show going with the journey through the paranormal portal podcast. It's a lot to to put in there, but, (laughs) um, she's Cisco. She's awesome. She's like my sister. So, oh, I love her. She's, you are on the brother end of that thing, my brother. So she's one of the you know, nicest it, it, women I've ever, or nicest people I should say that I've ever met, and just super yeah. curious, just like us, and down to earth, and just a real person. Oh yeah. So we had a conversation about something else, but she's great, absolutely. Uh, but again, I can't thank you enough for having me back on. I mean, and again, like I said, you're right. I'll talk about pretty much anything <laughs> if you do. Well, I, you know, I love it, and. <laughs> For all you listeners, all his information and podcast and website will be in the episode description towards the bottom. So you can just scroll down there, click on what you might be interested in, and take a listen or, you know, have a view, whatever the case might be. And Brian, thank you so much for joining me again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. All right, buddy. I will talk to you later. You got it. All right. Bye. Bye.